hey you, yee you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast, starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 we are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys, it's your boy Uche, got my boy. QDZ. Sheezy. It's way too easy. AKA Gorilla's Peak Bandit, AKA Daddy Long Legs, AKA Michael Gordon, AKA Mr. Steal Your Spaghetti. What's up? What's going on, guys? Hey, man. Hey, man. Listen, listen. Stealing, stealing people's spaghetti, that might be a class two felony. So you might want to rethink that. I, I Rethink that. Hey, I'm Mr. calling the FBI if somebody steals my spaghetti. Hey, sir. hey, hey, hey. You, you know, you know what Biggie said. Don't leave your, your spaghetti around me, true true eater for real. <laughs> yeah, you, you're trying to be nice, but no, I'm pretty sure you had other things to substitute for the word eater. Uh, yeah, I probably, yeah. Have, I probably should yeah. have said eater. Right yeah, now, yeah, but, yeah, come uh... on. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Shout out to the legends. Uh, Biggie Smalls, nothing but love and respect. Yeah, clean it up. That's how you clean it up. Uh, this is episode 111. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to the gang. Shout out to the wise gang, the fam. We appreciate y'all so much for coming back and uh, rocking with us, man. You know, we had a little break, a little hiatus, man. Q, you want to tell them why we were on a little week break? Come on, yes, man. Yes, sir. Oh. I caught the... Hey, hey, I caught the COVID. I caught the COVID. COVID slapped me. Yeah, man, hey. I had COVID. I had COVID, uh... What? Maybe almost two, a week, two weeks ago? Yeah, so... Freaking... So COVID is real. That is a real thing, huh? Yeah, COVID is real. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I matter of fact, I think I had COVID 20, if, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm back 100 percent Yes, sir. I feel good. Only thing now I'm just coughing that fliggaligum. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you know, know, I don't know what that is. You know your fliggum P H L E G M. You know how that joint be having like green mucus in there? Like that's just that's it. I'm only coughing that out in the morning. Bro, like, two, I don't know two, what you're talking about right now, but okay, cool. You speaking? Of, are you talking about phlegm? What are you talking about right now? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Phlegm. Like, that's it. Oh, so the G? Oh, it, you said you said real G's moving silence <laughs> like phlegm. Oh, I did not know that. Over here speaking different language. You talking about phlegm the whole time? This is, this is you see what happens? This is this is what you call COVID brain, COVID 20 brain. <laughs> I'm back. Now, it, it, uh-huh. No, I was gonna say, but no, it, I'm I'm glad because you know, listen, man, a lot of people cannot say that they recovered like you. They just can't say it. They can't do it. I know. I mean, it was let me put it this way. There was one really hard day that was on that Thursday where it felt like every single symptom just took their turn, just whooping your ass. Like one minute it was like, okay, headache was beating me up. Then headache was like, man, I'm about to take a break. I'm tired. Sore throat, man. Go ahead and rough him up. Sore throat started roughing me up. Then it took a break. Then body aches. Then, 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 then fever, chills uncomfortable general uncomfortableness like that's a symptom that people ignore where you just can't get comfortable hey good that luck was good, happening. Good, good luck going to the doctor and being like hey doc hey so the doc's like hey so uh hey what's so how are you feeling today well you know doc i'm just uncomfortable well what do you mean what do you, well what do you mean by that uh can you elaborate no i can't i'm just uncomfortable just get, you know how you just like you know, i can't you, get settled i can't get you settled know how you that's you know all. how you get on a couch, right? And some days you just can't get comfortable. You got to find that position on the couch. I felt word. like that the whole time. Like, I was just like, word, word. <laughs> but, you know, there was that. And then the, 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 the most traumatic was I cannot smell. I, I, I can't smell anything for like the last week or two. So it's been a blessing, actually. I can't smell. <laughs> I've been taking Jeez. dumps, and I walk out like nothing happened. I was just like, yo, I don't smell anything. <laughs> yo, that is kind of convenient, though. I have to that remember to close the door because I'm like, yo, hey. Oh, I took a dump. Could you imagine taking a dump and you just like nothing? It's like leaving yes. a crime. It's like a, a, somebody leaving a crime scene, and there was no blood at all. They just walk away. It's just the body. <laughs> man, that's wild, I got dark. Man. 
But yeah, please, please. My let's, taste. Let's, let's lighten it up, my G. We ain't talking about your dumps or or your private parts on this episode. I I'm gonna find you once more if you keep talking about this. What? Shit. I didn't even I didn't even get a chance to tell you what COVID did oh, to my, my my uh, my libido. Yeah, all right. <laughs> see, there we go. There we go. Hey, listen, let's let's cap that off right now. Listen, y'all show Q some love, man. Like hit him on social media. You know, I'm pretty sure the world. World didn't know about that, man. We walk, we we glad to have you back, man. Because I was about to replace you, man. You know, listen. That's you know, I, I, there's some there's some people in the wise game that want to that want your spot, bro. They want it bad. Man, so hey, what? they're gonna have to fight. Keep, keep coming, to, keep coming to work. And, and don't be like Kyrie. Me, they would have to fight me, and if they fought me, they would probably win because I uh, do not have hands. Yeah, good. Hey, you might want to take some lessons from Lil Uzi. You, you seen him in the in, in the in the in the boxing ring these days? Lil him, Uzi him, buff. Did you see him? You seen, you seen that? Lil Uzi got muscles, bro. He's hell? like a he's like a small ass buff dude. I listen. I ain't crazy. seen a dude that little with abs like that in a very long time. Probably since early Lil Wayne. You seen early Lil Wayne? No, oh, yeah, back Lil, Lil, Wayne? Lil Wayne was yeah. Lil Wayne had abs. He did. He did. Lil Wayne was cut, like nothing back, spectacular, back. just like cut. cut. Like he had the, the cuts. You now nah, you know he actually on a on a different note, he actually reminds me of Alfred. You know, shout out to Alfred, man. I don't know where you are. Lil Wayne reminds me of Alfred. No, no, no. The small the short oh, dude oh, who's oh, just oh, cut. Yeah, like he's just yeah. cut up, you know. Alfred like, was always cut. You see what I'm saying? And Alfred would never tell you when he's going to the gym. He'd just be like, yo, hey, he's just it's like he was born cut. I think it's the African. It's the African. <laughs> Africans are just born with five abs at least. Jeez. Yeah, man. Let's let's get into the show, though, man. Let's get into the show, shall we? I think so. Hold so, on, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. We got some announcements, though. I want to let's get the announcements out there. I had to I pump faked on you on purpose. You were supposed to pause. Reminds me of church. I know, man. Now, listen. Before we get into the show, we have a Patreon service. If you guys don't know about that, go hit the link in our bio on Instagram. You know, it's up there. You can find content that's there for you. Exclusive content, whether it's the video version of this episode. You know, all uh, just behind the scenes type stuff. We got vlogs. We got all types of stuff. We're going to update you guys a little bit more. Sign up for our Patreon if you want to get more from the guys. Also, we just launched our new Spotify playlist called Zero Skips. And I promise you guys. Yes, sir. When you play that playlist, the next in the skip button is not even going to exist. You can put it on shuffle, but I guarantee you the music is so fire you won't skip, guys. You won't skip a beat. Zero I've done, skips. I've, or I've your done money enough back. selling. Or your money back. Exactly. Money so back shout guarantee. Out, yo, hit 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 up the uh, zero skips playlist on Spotify if you want to catch some like underground, underrated artists who we've been rocking with lately. Uh, and like the playlist when you get a chance. You know, when you there, if you rock with it, hit hit the like button. We trying to get our our presence up. All right. Um, you know, and as always, if you uh, if you rock with our show. Like the episode, share it with your people, subscribe on the platform you're listening to this on, you know, comment on social media. We want to engage with all of you. I promise you, if you leave us a comment, you're going to get a response. It may not be prompt, but you're going to get a response. I can almost guarantee you of that. So keep showing us love. We're going to keep showing y'all love. And uh, by the way, speaking of, you know, love from the supporters, we got a topic on this episode, you know, so shout out to... um. Damn, let me shout her out, man. I don't want to get her uh, Instagram wrong. I believe it is... Damn, I should have had this pulled up. Uh, shout out to Raquel. Uh, yeah, Rackstar on uh, Instagram. She proposed a topic that we're going to actually talk about on this episode. So keep listening. Stay tuned. And uh, yeah, keep engaging with us, man. We, we rock with y'all. Now, Q, shout any announcement for you? Yes, sir. Check out RatingsGameMusic.com. RGM. We got new album reviews by Megan burr, 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 burr. We got an album review by Big Sean and Hit Boy's new album. Hit Boy. And then all the other singles that came out. So check us out on Ratings Game Music. We are a top 20 music site now, according to Feedspot. That, that's a big deal. You know all the blood, sweat, and tears. You know, I mean, you know how much mud I had to get out of to, to help this this company get there and 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 it, we're, we're doing big things you know what i mean we're doing big things and bigger things too coming you know we we, 100%. we, 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 we got we got it and you know check me out on twitter instagram all that good stuff also yes sir quincy quincy wears hermes on twitter 
<laughs> Yo, you a thief. Hey, you should be signing. You, what's his name? Should be signing your paychecks. Uh, what's his face? Westside. Uh, Westside West gun. gun, man. He got you on payroll, don't he? Huh? Did you ever hear the explanation what he meant by by Hitler was Hermes? Because you know a lot Never. of people. A Never. Lot what of do you people, say? Let me let me explain it real quick. So, I read a I saw an interview of him, and he said, "You know how they say devil wears Prada." Yes. He said he wanted to have his own twist on Devil Wears Prada. So he was like, Hitler wears Hermes. So he's not glorifying Hitler. I thank God for that because that 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 would have been bad. He's essentially saying that's my version of Devil Wears Prada. Hmm. Uh well, I can tell you I never thought he was glorifying Hitler. I can tell you that. Um it just never made any sense to me. So I'm glad you provided the explanation. It still don't make really make a whole lot of sense. But, you know, hey, I guess it's better than not having anything. You feel me? Yeah, that's true. He said it. I mean, we, we just got to take his word for it. Let's Are we ready to start this show, though? Are we ready? I'm going to start the show off. I'm, I'm ready, man. Let's off. go. Let's get it. So first topic. One, uno. Uh, I wanted to talk about Fresh Montana a little bit. So, as you know, actually, you may not know, Fritz Montana dropped a new song this week. What is that song called? I Don't Really Care. So, in the song, Fritz Montana is pretty much saying, you know, I'm this big, you know, artist that's not getting his respect on Twitter. They're clowning me. But do you know that I have all these hits on my resume? I've messed with all these women. And French Montana even was responding to people last week, claiming that, you know, I, I, let me actually let me take a step back. So people were saying a squid game challenge on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that, but yeah, they're doing yeah. the squid game challenge. They said the next <laughs> challenge is to name a French Montana song <laughs> <laughs> without a feature. And French Montana actually responded to people. He said, yo, I have all these songs by myself to no avail. Uh, people still were saying like, nah, we don't know those songs and nah, you just all about your features. So my question to you is, should Fritz Montana get more respect in the industry or is he overrated? <laughs> well, Do you think the slander that he's getting is fair? How about that? Well, what if the slander is just, if the slander is based in, does French have a career worthy of songs he's done by himself that are better than the songs that he has features on it, it, I'm assuming that's where people are going I think y'all are kind of sleeping on French a little bit I I, I really do like I, I listen I've always said that French Montana is the artist version of DJ Khaled I've always said that He's somehow able to get every feature you know he got songs with Kanye he got songs with Nas he got songs with your favorite rapper's favorite Jay. rapper, Jay, Rick Ross, like literally name everybody you think is amazing as a rapper, a rapper, and he's probably done a song with them. So you can think whatever you want about him, but the fact that he's able to make them deals, make those, those songs happen is impressive nonetheless, right? Now, with that being said, we would be idiotic and naive to exclude the songs that he's done that have had features, right? Most notably, Unforgivable with Sway Lee, right? Mm. Come on, like, let, matter of fact, I don't know if you guys know, that song just went diamond. For those of you guys who care about, like, numbers and all that crap, you know, you say whatever you want about French, but he got a diamond record. Like, there's not, there's only 40 or 45 songs in the history of music. I think it's 50 songs mm -hmm. in the history of music that's ever gone diamond, and Unforgettable is one of them, if if my research was correct the other day. Uh, but again, we're not talking about songs that he has with features. I think we all know he has a lot of features. In terms of his career without features, I mean, he got a couple. He got a couple slappers. I'm trying to pull up the full list. because that's, that's literally he named, what I was trying to he do. He named them all on Twitter, right? Uh, did you mm -hmm. find that list? Do you have I, it? I couldn't find it. I, I, Bro, I didn't. pull that up. I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pull it up. A lot of them names on there will surprise you, man. I'm trying to pull this up. People try to act like people's responses. I might have to, I might have to go directly to Twitter for this one. Um, because ain't worry about nothing. We know about that song, right? 
Mm-hmm. We know how fire that song was back in the day. Like, I think people forget about French, dog. People forget that French... Similar, put it like this. You know who French reminds me of, of today? And um, again, I ain't talking about the style of rap. I'm not talking about none of that. I'm talking about how most people may sleep on them as an artist, but they stay with a hit. Moneybag mm-hmm. Yo. Moneybag Yo stays with a hit. I don't care if you think he's a great rapper. I don't care if you think he's trash. I don't care. He stays in the club. He's going to have a hit record in the Serato of a DJ in the most hoodest of clubs in Vegas, right? In different environments. He's one of them artists. So, um, damn, excuse me, man. I, I wish I really had this I, I got home. the list. I you got it? List. You got it? Pull yeah, it up. L- list. list some songs out. So, <laughs> he listed Ain't Worried About Nothing, which yes. I love. I love that song. Great song. Sanctuary. Which, Fire song. Eh, I, 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 it's a good song. It's a mixtape joint that didn't really yeah, blow. It wasn't a billboard, but it, it's a great didn't really song. Blow, but it's good. F with me, get a bag. That's that was his, a new his, one. His new hit, yeah. I thought it was alright. Don't panic. Thought they had Ross on it. Don't panic. I think the remix is better than the original version. But the remix the original was, version, was with Ross, right? Yeah. Right. Shot caller. That's one that people always Ooh. forget. Shot caller was fire. Shot caller yeah. was fire. Everything's a go. Which the remix was better than the original. The remix was better. Yep, yep. Famous, famous is very tight. That's on. People um, forget that's just him. I love that song. Yeah, hope no one is good for you. Yeah, hope no one sees it. Oh my god, I'm holding and fall in love with you. Devil want my soul. I don't know that one. Uh, not really. Nah. Henny and my fofo. I don't know that one. What it looked like. I don't know that one. You see, hold on, hold on. Let me stop you, though. Not the whole list, but you see, here's my problem with French. And, and it's not really, uh, it's not him, it's not anything, but it's like, bro, if you're going to list songs, if you're going to list songs, it better be songs that everybody knows. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here listening to this list, right? And I'm like, oh, it started out good, right? And then he started going into joints, and I'm like, whoa, okay, look, look, wait, wait, hold on, hold on now. Don't just list the song you did. Don't by just yourself. be listing this songs. Like, like, yo, <laughs> this is a hit. No, this is a song you did by yourself, brother. Right. Exactly. I don't know if everybody liked it. So, and, and also, one thing about French, though, is he also may just be, just be going off numbers, right? So, like, for example, them songs may have actually done very well, right? Like, in terms of Billboard mm-hmm. rankings, but like, we talking about hits. Like I have to know it by hearing the name. And if, if somebody mentions it, I have to be like, yeah, that was a smash when it came out. Dumb ones you just named. Mm-hmm. Eh, not really. They may have been regional no, joints, maybe in, in New York. Like maybe I New mean, York was rocking with it. Like looking, looking at this list, one out of all the names I named, everything else I, I was going to name, you were not going to know. Looking at the list, the only ones that I can say were legit bangers, not arguable. Ain't worry about nothing. F with me, get a bag. Shot caller. Those are the three that I can honestly say. Yes, those were hits. Those were mega hits. Don't panic was good, but it's it's the remix was probably better than the original version. Sanctuary was a good album cut, but I don't know if that's considered a major hit. Everything's a go. Pretty solid joint. I'm sure it turns up in the club. It's the remix. I think that turns up in the club. But but see, here's the thing, right? To the point I was making earlier, like, you know, he just be listing stuff. Like, he said on Twitter, he said, in caps, all caps, he said, they got amnesia. Like, I didn't give him mac and cheese one, two, and three in Casino Life one and two. Like, bro, who? What? I don't even know them songs. I don't know them albums. I know of them. <laughs> I know of them, but do I do I covet do I joints like, like it was? That? Yeah, yeah, like, do I, like I don't like think so. I mean, like they, I don't they, think they so. Solid. So I mean, I think you know, I think we can all applaud French Montana for his confidence. Let's first and foremost say that French Montana is a very confident guy. Um, French Montana feels like he belongs. He um, does. I th- by the I way, think he French does. Montana. I think French Montana is one of those artists that. He really does believe in the power of clout, and I, I don't. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. Like, I think he truly believes if he puts himself in position where he looks good, mm-hmm. you know, that we would put respect on his name. 
you know, that is the avenue he has decided to take, which is why he relies on features quite a bit for his songs and for his albums. Now, let me ask you this. Is that a sustainable avenue? Is that an avenue that can still get you respect? Because there is a lot of people in this industry who, you know, maybe their album is popping more because of what other people were able to do on it. But do you think that when Fritz Montana decides to hang up his mic, he would get that respect? Well, look, he, I, because I, I sorry, I, I yeah, say before ahead, go you ahead. go, I'm, my bad, my bad. I, I said, no, go, go ahead, I stopped you. Go ahead, go ahead. Because yeah. as crazy as it sounds, I, I know I, people are probably getting mad at all my hot takes, but this is a serious take. I uh, seriously believe it. Fritz Montana does have almost as many hits as Kendrick Lamar. He does. He may he may have more on his resume when you talk about from a remix standpoint. When you talk about from a uh, his songs that he has with, we didn't even name the songs of features. From the songs that he has with features, he has more songs that can get clubs popping, bro. Than majority of the rap artists in the in in the game, the young rap artists in his field right now. Yo, I open this up by saying we gotta all put respect on his name. I don't like the slander of friend. Leave him alone. What did he do? Why, why y'all coming at y'all trying to make fun of him because he can't make a song by himself in your eyes? You know how many artists can't do that? Remember, I, I brought up like a topic. Well, we talked about this off off air or whatever. And I was like, man, one day we really got to get into artists that rely on features, right? Like, because I think if we really got down to that discussion, one thing that's going to be uncovered is that a lot of artists, especially the popping ones, your favorite artists, they can't really sustain a album or I'll just call it a project or a career for that matter, relying solely on their artistic uh, expression and what they bring to the table. A lot of them can't do that. They need a feature. And so why are we picking on French Montana like he like like as if he's the only one that does songs with everybody? It, it, he's not right. I think what it is, is in my opinion, I just think people think that French is just an average artist in general. I, it, I just think they don't respect what he does as a rapper, right? Like when you think of French Montana, what is what are some things that come to your mind? Because for me, I'll tell you what doesn't. I'm not thinking he's super lyrical. He's not somebody who's going to bar you up with metaphors. He's not going to, his flow's not going to be amazing. He's just going to come through with a solid showing that fits the song. And likely it's going to be over a beat that is incredible and it's going to work. You know what I'm saying? Like he does enough to, for things to just work. And so, I think that as basic and as ordinary as that's, as that kind of sounds, I, I don't think that, um, you know, he gets enough credit for that. What do you think about that? I like uh, these type of conversations because it allows us to like really showcase you know what we know about music and 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 things of that of that nature. So, what I can tell you that French Montana does well from from listening to his music is he knows how to structure a song very well. He may not know how to put up the best vocal performance on a song, but he knows he clearly knows how to put together a hit song, like a song that he thinks could be a hit. So it was interesting that he said with um, Sway Lee, right? Remember him and Sway Lee had like a little back and forth because I think this same thing where Sway Lee's like, you know, it was me that made Unforgettable a hit and Forgettable or whatever a hit. And he's like, no, I, I was the one that actually put the song together. Like it was me that actually created the structure for it. And so I think that's where he shines. And so when somebody can do that, he's just putting people in positions to succeed. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's almost like West Side Gun, right? I think West Side Gun is putting people in positions to succeed. There you go. But he's doing it in a body of work. He's not necessarily fishing for hits. French Montana is putting people in position to succeed, so he's fishing for hits. Remember, that's why I called him, I say he's the artist form of DJ Khaled. Like, exactly. You see what DJ Khaled DJ does? DJ Khaled just people fishes for hits. Bro, people, you know, one thing that people, and, and this is the last thing I'll say before, I think we should maybe move on to the next topic. But like, I, I will say like, one thing that Khaled doesn't get enough respect on is 
his actual production skills. People think producer means beat maker. So a lot of people historically have been like, what does Khaled do? What the Khaled doesn't do anything. He just shouts on music. He just shouts on song. What you don't actually understand is that a producer is an orchestrator. There's somebody who develops the concept of a song. They may say, damn, I need a singer that sings like this to sing the bridge. Hey, I'm going to go pull such and such. I know this dude. He, I know he can kill it. I exactly. got a rapper over here. Exactly. I'm going to put him in. I need you to do four bars. And I'm gonna, I want y'all to go back and forth. Putting together the play for the artist to really come together and execute the vision. I think that's what French does. French he Montana doesn't does get that credit for at it. a high level. He does yeah. it. I, I know people are going to laugh at this take, but I'm, I'm serious. Go back and look at French Montana's catalog. He does that at a very high level where he knows exactly. how to put people in positions to succeed. Like, I think where he differs from DJ Khaled is DJ Khaled is more from a production standpoint. Yeah. Like, this beat needs to be, you know, a singer, this type of singer needs to be on this type of beat. Rich Montana, from a writing standpoint, knows when the bridge to come in, knows when what type of hook needs to be here, knows what, what type of beat would, would, would thrive with him and the artist. You know, it's, it's more of a like songwriting ability for him. Correct. But, you know, and you I know, Rich deserves and, a little bit more respect, in my opinion. And you know, man, listen, man, people have been recent. You know what's cool? You know what's in now as, as, a, as a, for rappers? It's coming for your credit, your flowers. Look at what Wale. Wale just dropped the album for Lauren 2, sequel Fantastic to the album. original mixtape. We're not Fantastic. necessarily going to spend a whole lot of time on this episode talking about that album, but it was a great album. Um, but on the album cover, he has him holding a bouquet of roses. And if you listen to the content of that, of that album, he's clearly at a point where he's like, you know what? People are not really giving, they haven't really given me what I believe is my credit. I'm going to tell y'all why I think y'all should respect me. I think French has done it. We've seen uh, uh, Soldier Boy do it. There's like a certain Drake movement of... We've seen Drake. We've seen a certain uh, amount of artists who are like, they feel slighted. The public seems to have amnesia. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm -hmm. cool. I like seeing artists be like, hold on, y'all. Like, y'all need to chill the fuck out. Here's why y'all should respect me. Because people I mean, forget. They really Twitter do. Is, Twitter is toxic. I mean, they, are. they, probably, they probably don't respect us. We're going to start have to tell them. Remember episode 95? We were talking about this. Put respect on our name. Facts, facts, facts. Let's keep it pushing, though, man. Let's keep it pushing, shall we? Yes, sir. All right. Next topic. Uh, and by the way, this topic is powered by On This Date in Hip Hop. Shout out to the good people at On This Date in Hip Hop. Uh, Dope-themed uh, Instagram page and just platform in general. They have, um, you know content for every day in hip-hop somehow i don't even know how they do it it's 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 like magic it's perplexing they, they some, it's, it's, per, it's perplexing pegasus perplexing. <laughs> there you go <laughs> so anyway uh you know they they plugged us with a topic you know and so if you guys didn't know on two in 2005 on november 9th the get richard die trying movie dropped and um you know, we've seen 50 over time transform into kind of this like mogul, this guy who's just a, a really creative genius. But if you really go back to the start of 50 and when he like really came into this game making real noise was, you know, that Get Richard Dottrian era, which is a classic album, by the way, which goes without saying. There's the myth of him getting shot nine times. Some people debate whether or not that really happened. Well, on this movie, he really got into a lot of the nitty gritty details of his childhood. You know, the grind of like really um, trying to make it as a as a as a rapper who has beef with another person, another like group of people in their set, which I believe was like the Supreme Team, right? I'm not gonna get into the whole like details of it because like I don't really know the particulars. I just know that this is where the the origins of the beef with him and Ja stemmed from, right? Ja, Murder, Inc. was cool with the Supreme team. 50 didn't like him. He got shot. And that's why 50 is like, fuck them to this day. Like, they can never be cool. And so anyway, I thought the movie in general was really, really well done, to be honest with you. I thought it was one of the better biopics um, that have come out from these rappers that, you know, and it's, and it's one thing I like about this is like 50 actually got to play himself, Right. Like, how many of those biopics do we see when everybody's dead and gone? 
You know, so I thought that like what he was able to do with being able to play himself, a quality motion picture, I believe it did well in the box offices, box office. That was a good performance. And what do you think of that movie? You remember it? What, what were your biggest takeaways? Yeah, I mean, you know, I remember, I, I, you know, it's it's hard to believe that 50 Cent's rise to the top was almost 20 years ago. We were in high school. Um, with that being said, there's some 19-year-olds walking around. Hell, there's some 25, 24-year-olds that were five, six years old when 50 Cent was popping. I don't think people remember how big 50 Cent was. He was huge. 50 Cent, if I'm not mistaken, Get Rich, Get Rich or Die Trying went maybe eight, nine times platinum, maybe almost diamond. Like, 50 Cent was as big as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were in the 1990s. Like, 50 Cent had toys. 50 Cent had, 50 Cent was making appearances hey, on TV shows. Hey, 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 don't you dare disrespect it, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> hey, Master, Master Splendor, uh, Oroko Saki. <laughs> Oroko, Oroko Saki. Oh, but, oh, ma, oh, Mato Yoshi. Oh, Mato Yoshi and Oro, oh, Oroko Saki. Oh, Mato Yoshi. <laughs> they took it too seriously. That movie, that movie was uh, taken too seriously. They had characters, but anyway. So, my point is, the apex of 50 Cent's popularity was Get Rich or Die Trying the movie. It was so popular. This was one of like three movies that me and you actually sat and watched in the movie theaters. Do you remember that? In a multiplex in Mount Vernon, Virginia. Facts. Empty. We actually watched this. This is We, we, we did. That's true, This man. is one of the few movies we watched. This one, Big Mama's House 3. That's true. Yeah. Just friends with freaking Ryan Reynolds. I convinced Damn, how do you remember that? How do you I remember how, that? I don't even remember I, that. Damn. I convinced y'all all to come watch that. The Simpsons movie. You know, I was like, yo, I tried to get you guys all that out movie to watch was trash. That. It was trash. It was hated not. it. But um, yeah, so get Richard Die Trying was 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 the apex for 50 Cent's career. I thought it was a pretty good movie. I mean, it was entertaining, right? One thing that I found interesting about the movie was 50 Cent was always coming out like as the <laughs> heroic one. Like every scene where there was a fight scene, he whooped everybody's ass. Oh, yeah. that's magically. He whooped everybody's ass, didn't he? Every single enemy that he had, he somehow came back and got that enemy. Absolutely. Love story just went perfect for him. I and agree. Like, <laughs> Joy, what, what's her name? Joy? Joy Bryant. Joy Bryant. There you go. She was you know, the it, love it, interest. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like the movie was Good Kid, Mad City. Before Good Kid, Mad City, the way kind of how it flew, like it mm. flowed. I like that comparison. But you know, I, I thought that was a major flex at the time for Fifty Cent. You play yourself on a biopic, and people actually want to like watch it. Crazy. Um, you know, it was it was it was the pinnacle of Fifty Cent's career, which I thought was huge. Yeah, huge. But you know, congratulations to him, man. He, I think. If it wasn't for that movie, I don't know if we get power. I don't know if we get BMF. I don't know if we get 50 Cent and all these other movies. That was the lynching. That, that was the launching pad for him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that, that was a flex. I, I, I think it's he if he wanted to, he can flex that more. I mean, he does. He does. And I think I think everybody respects him as a film producer, director, whatever he wants to go by at this point. He's earned his he's earned his respect. I want to say this, though. Um. You know, he, that movie is not the first biopic, biopic, whatever you want to call it, from a rapper, right? Or by a rapper. Um, we got Eight Mile in in two thousand two, right? Eight. Um, Eminem was in that. You know, very, very I, boring cla- movie. Call it whatever. I, I thought it was. It, it has spots of greatness. Only right? part like, that I like is it has the spots style. of greatness. I always yeah, wait it, for the it, it, it was a little slow. It was a little slow at times. I'm not gonna lie. Like the way they told that story was not as action packed as Get Rich or Die Trying. I feel like in Get Rich or Die Trying, every scene was like you had to be on your toes because you it ain't know, really know what the hell was going on. It was a, it, that was that was suspense. Yo, remember? <laughs> yo, do you remember? Uh, Terrence Howard was in that movie. He was. He was. Terrence Howard. That might have been like I don't want to say that was the launching point of his career, but like. As well as that movie did in the box offices, like he 
I thought he like really used that to really propel his career. Like he was, he kind of went Tyler played the cop though, right? He played the cop. Uh, the no, Nigerian no, 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 guy no, no, was no, the no. main enemy. No, Terrence Howard was he not on? No, he was squad? his boy. No, he was yeah. his boy. He met in jail. He met him yes. in jail. But um, the the Nigerian guy who who, who doesn't act as much anymore. Like, Bro, you thinking of two different movies right now? No, I no, I'm telling you who it is. The, the, Yo, I'm you thinking of, the... you thinking of Four Brothers? No, <laughs> remember, <laughs> <laughs> remember that movie Four Brothers? Mark Wahlberg, uh, Terrence Howard was in that joint, and the uh, Ch- his name is Chi Chi Wedo. She went though. No, okay, no, but okay. whatever he. I'm telling the you, the main guy also on Get Rich or Die Trying is a is an African dude. I'm pretty sure he's Nigerian, but the bald guy, the bad guy, the bald guy, bald. He's not bald. He's a, go ahead. I know what I'm talking about, Bruh. but anyway. anyway, he was the main guy. I guess he was supposed to play. Uh, I don't know, Irv Gotti or something. But yeah, I mean, are you, are you trying to say Irv Gotti was a cop? <laughs> Yo, chill out, hey, chill out, dog. <laughs> what are you talking hey, about? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's Eight Mile. There's obviously there's um the NWA straight yes. out of Compton. Yes, yes. There's the Tupac movie, All Eyes on Me, Notorious. Yeah, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's been a lot. I mean, straight like you said. Uh, and this is like within the last like you know ten to fifteen years or whatever. But yeah, I mean, if you guys. If you guys rock with Get Rich or Die Trying the movie, let us know. You know, let us know like if that movie was one of your favorites or if it wasn't. Out of those other movies we named, Eight Mile, Notorious, uh, All Eyes on Me, Straight Outta Compton. You know, which one of those was your uh, your favorite movie from a rapper or about a rapper or rap group? We want to know from y'all. So also um, let us know. Like, is do you think biopics are cheesy? Like, I thought the I thought the Notorious one was a little cheesy. I don't know. Eh, did it, did it thought, come across I, as cheesy a little bit? I thought the Tupac All Eyes on Me one was cheesy. You know, shout out to homeboy who played Tupac. I forget his name. You know, man really made a career off of living like uh, looking like Tupac. That's that's pretty impressive. Like, I forget his name, but he looks exactly like that dude. Remember, like that rumor in the, in the and I never saw this, but people were like, man. How the hell is this movie about Tupac? Man, there was an iPhone in the movie. Look, look, you see that one scene? There was an iPhone. Remember that? I remember? Because <laughs> I did not watch the movie. That, I saw the trailer. I, I stayed watch. away from it. I stayed far away from the movie. I just remember a lot of people saying that there's no way that this was even remotely believable because there was an iPhone 10 in the movie. It might have been an iPhone 8 at the time. You know, you, you know who did watch the movie, though? Who? Jada Pinkett. Jeez. Why anyway. do you have? To, why, why, why must you? Why must you aggravate Will Smith? Why? Because Jada, Jada's annoying. Jada's a uh, very annoying person. But anyway, uh, Jesus Christ. Next let's, let's topic. <laughs> this is actually a Wise Gang request. Shout out to the Wise Gang. You know, we 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 love y'all. We love y'all. Uh, has the art slash respect of writing one's own lyrics gone away? Mm. This has always been a major topic in hip hop. You know, ghost writers and ghost ride the whip. Not writer, write her. Do you think that that matters anymore? Like having a ghost writer. Do you think people should even care about it as a as a, a consumer? Um. Look, I can vehemently say, yes, I said vehemently, not adamantly, but vehemently. I, I don't need to. You know that. You know the definition, or maybe you don't. You didn't go. You didn't go to education. And I get said schooling like it. I did. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to. Damn it. Uh, but anyway, I, I I can vehemently say that people seem to not care about that anymore. And what's my point of reference? Vehemently. Even- Are you yeah. using that word vehemently for something that's your opinion? <laughs> Yeah, what do you mean? I vehemently think it doesn't matter anymore. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? What's hey, the issue? You, hey, hey, you talking what's the to issue? you know you're talking to somebody that writes at a seventh grade level. So my, my I, G. I, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm on I'm listen, that dude. Listen, are we finished or we done? That's all I gotta ask. All right, all right my bad. I, I'm sorry. Because if we ain't finished or we done, I don't know what to tell you because I ain't got no more talking. Your words of Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> 
I ain't got no more talking. Yo, can I can I give my response, man? Are you done? Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sheesh. I'm nitpicking. Clearly, we don't need it, man. We don't need it. Uh, but no, seriously though, on 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 a, on, a, on a serious note, I think that it doesn't matter anymore for for a lot of people. And, and case in point, to me, uh, I believe Drake is a prime example. Let's just use him as a a a exhibition if you will let's put him up on this on this little showcase and we'll use him as an example right the man went through that whole back and forth with kanye Pusha t quentin miller was involved meek mill that's the reason why they would be him. they said drake got ghostwriters we later found out that quentin miller had wrote a couple songs or if you're reading this is too late right I still believe to this day that that incident is a huge knock on why people don't respect Drake. And when I say people, I mean the purists, the rap purists. There's people who really care about the art art form and, and the, the originality of it all. And those are the people who hold this on Drake's head. But your average fan, I think that the allure of writing your lyrics, writing your raps is gone, man. We've seen everybody these days these they come out and say they have a um they may not admit it but other people writers they've claimed uh credit for them whether it's uh cardi b whether it's meg the stallion there's writers coming out talking about yo we wrote for meg i don't know if it's true or not uh and by the way women mainly get that too for some reason women just immediate people just immediately think if a woman is spitting a, a dude may have must have wrote it you feel me they get that knock and whether that's i don't think that's right but i do think overall People don't care, man. People don't care. Look at Travis Scott, man. Uh, you got Kanye coming out uh, and, and really putting, uh, what's his face? Uh, sorry, Saha the Prince on. Saha doing interviews on Vlad TV talking about, I wrote sicko mode. I wrote this. I wrote that for Travis. Nobody cares. People just hear the music and they're like, yo, this is amazing. Oh, my God. Look, did you see what he said? Did you see the beat transition? Like, nobody cares about who's pinning things anymore. And when I say nobody, I mean your casual fan, you know? And so I do see a decline in the way that, um, in the importance rather, of writing your own lyrics um, with the caveat to say that I think that it will always matter for the purists, right? So the people who are just really into the genre, like you and me, like we care about the integrity of it all, right? We do in certain respects. Well, I can speak for I speak for myself. I don't know about you. I, I I care about the integrity of rappers when they're really telling a story about their life. You know, they're talking about their experiences. They're talking about what 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 motivates them. What what they went through. It's a little disheartening to hear that your favorite artist, who you connected with all of these years, right, has people who kind of helped them. I always use the example and say. If if it was exposed that Jay Z had ghostwriters, do you understand the ramifications that that would have in Jay Z's legacy? Because he comes from an era where they actually cared about that; it was propped up to the highest degree, right? And so, I do think it still matters. It can hurt you, but I don't think it helps people anymore. Like the, the you, you know what I'm saying? Like the. The transparency involved in whether or not you wrote your lyrics or not, it hurts people more than it helps people these days. Because generally speaking, people care about the music first. That's what I've noticed. You, you know, which is fair. I, I agree with every statement that you said. Um, you know what I'm getting tired of? I'm getting tired of all these unwritten hip-hop rules that nothing else in our society or nothing else in our lives go by. So, do you know that almost everything in our daily lives took a village to make? Took a group of people to make, right? The food that we eat, Chipotle. You think one person put together your burrito? It goes through an assembly line. It's, 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 it's several people that helped make the thing that you're eating. If it was one person, they will be burnt out by the time they get, they served five people, you know, think about, uh, your job. I'm sure all at your job in order for you to deliver on a project, it takes several people to be a part of that project. 
We can't sit here and expect a great music product and just think that one person put that together. Either that person is extremely talented, has a lot of time on their hands, or that person just is it. And there is some people out there like that are like that. But for the most part, I don't expect something that's great to be made by just one person. I mean, think about us, right? We bloomed into amazing people, amazing smart, with great takes, because it took a village to raise us. It didn't take one person. It took multiple people. It took uncles. It took moms, dads, family members. Right. So we, as hip-hop artists, can't say, I want the best J. Cole album. I want the best J. Cole album I've ever heard. But then at the same time, you want only J. Cole to make it. To me, you have a better chance of creating a better product when more people touch, more people have their hands on that product. So, for instance, why do you think people like Kanye West has the best albums in the hip-hop game now? Because he has several writers. He has several people helping him out. And you enjoy his albums. His albums are more timeless because more people have their hands on it. Why do you think Drake, Drake's still to this day, my favorite Drake album is the one that he allegedly got somebody else to write for him, right? Um, if you're reading this, that to me is his best album. Clearly, it flowed the best, felt the best because several people had their hands on it. So I, I think this whole notion of everybody should should be just a one-man band to create bodies of work that you want to be historically good. Nah, brother, like it, that's over. You know, we what have it, to accept that it yeah. takes a village to create great bodies of work in anything. You know what I don't like? Well, first off, I like, I'll say, first off, I like what you said. I do. I, I like that. And, and this kind of brings me to, I guess for me, where I want to go with this, which is this thing, there's so many things I don't like, and you touched on it a little bit. There's all these unwritten rules. Why do people feel this way over time? You know one thing I don't like about hip-hop as a genre, at least the people who kind of parade around being the champions for the genre historically, is there's no evolution. There's no evolution. At every turn, when there's people trying to integrate melody, they say, oh, that's not real hip-hop, right? When people look at look at New York as an example, oh that's not that's not New York hip hop. That, anything that's not boom bap, right? Oh man, man, nah, we we not rocking with that, man. Da 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 da. Why aren't people allowed to grow? And furthermore, I've always said this too: the hypocrisy of hip hop, the genre, as if it's a person. Like I'm speaking to one person. The hypocrisy to say that. Every other genre is cool. It's cool with R&B, you know, if you're Beyonce. Oh, Rihanna, oh, y'all want to have writing camps? Or y'all want to have, like, 10 writers help craft your album? Oh, that's not no big deal, man. It's cool. Country people. Oh, 100 writers want to work on it? It's cool. Pop. 100 people working on an album, right? You name the genre. Punk music. Rock. I don't care what it is. There are several roles of people working on albums with an artist to make, like you said, the album the best that it could possibly be. Hip hop is the only genre that refuses to allow people to grow, allow people to collaborate with others without them calling them fake. They'd be like, nah, they're not keeping it real. Nah, he's this no, person's he's a fake. He's no real MC. He's not a he's real, no real MC. Rapper. He ain't even write all his music. I mean, which, which by the way, I mean, it, it's hell. I mean, I, I get it. It's like, but it's, it's, it's like, it's not it's productive. Like it's not productive. Hip hop doesn't it's not productive. Hip hop doesn't believe in help. Help is a sign of weakness. Like, we need to, in this day and age, like, we need to start acknowledging that not everything is a weakness, bro. Like, if you need, like, based off what Drake described, he, Quentin Miller helped him with. It was just kind of like giving him tid. You should say it like this. Instead of saying this, you should say this. You, We're going to scold Drake's career because he did that? As if, re remember me and you, we used to make music together, right? 
Like we used to have these rap joints, like create songs in your basement. Mm-hmm. And we would write, right? We would we, we would write on our own. We'll be you, I'll be in one corner, you be in your yep. corner. We come yep. together. But it was oftentimes you may come to me and say, yo, dog, I think you should say this instead of that. Like this hits more. Or right. like, you know, and th- we're just teenagers. We're like 18, 19, 17 years old. But we're not experts in any type of way. So you mean to tell me you have an expert as at your at your hands that you could just call right now and say, hey, what do you think? Proofread. Like, why what is wrong with proofreading and rap? Yeah, Everything else should be proofread. So if Drake asked somebody for help proofreading to make sure he said was right, that's a problem. Yo, look, Drake, Drake will be Drake will forever go down it's crazy. as the case study for this exact topic. Because I don't think that there is another example other than Drake, at least as big as Drake, rather that has been accused of and been proven in a way that they worked with people who have been this highly respected in hip hop, right? So there've been other examples, right? You got uh, Millie Vanilli, uh, Vanilla Ice, but like when we talking about like top rappers ever in history, nobody's bringing up Vanilla Ice, nobody cares. It don't matter, right? It's, it's Drake has obviously shown that he is a phenomenal rapper who should be getting all time great status Right. But this is the one that's going to scratch people's heads. I'm sorry. It's going to make people scratch their head the most because it challenges what historically the gatekeepers in hip hop have believed. But I do believe we need to get out of that because I think we're we're holding the genre. The genre is being held back to the point I was making earlier. It's being held back. And you know what's funny? Drake is the case study because he got caught. Supposedly. Right. I guarantee you there are several artists that have helped. D- do not be naive. Let's not be naive. Bro, we know this. We Let's know we know naive. we know your favorite rapper Ch- like, it probably has ghostwriters. More I, than I, likely. No shot at no shot at Jay-Z in any type of way. But like you think Jay-Z came up with the hook for Lost Ones by himself? You think Jay-Z came up with the hook for Excuse Me Miss by himself? With Pharrell's on it? Like, do you think some of these where they had to help tag team on the hook that they created it by themselves? Stop it. Let's stop it. Yo, I'll end on this. I'll end on this. Um, I just saw an interview with Snoop Dogg on The Breakfast Club and um, very tight interview. And, you know, he he was on there for various reasons. I know his his mother just passed, you know, rest in peace uh, to everybody who, you know, has a has a parent who who lost I'm sorry who lost their parent but no he was out there very joyful talking about all types of stuff right one of the things he, he said was that he used to write for Warren G right and I don't again I don't know if I don't know if people care I don't know what people think of Warren G as a rapper but the in the same breath that Snoop Dogg can openly admit that he wrote for Warren G and in a previous interview I've heard actually it was on the Breakfast Club I've heard Snoop Dogg say that Jay-Z wrote Still Dre mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. for Dr. for Dr. Dre and mm-hmm. for Snoop Dogg. He wrote the hook. Like mm-hmm. the, Jay-Z wrote that whole song, right? That Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre essentially sung. But nobody, nobody knew that up until the point when Snoop Dogg mentioned it. But if you if if you see where I'm going with this, you mm-hmm. got people who are considered all-time legends who are writing for others, they're getting written for. The public just don't know about it, right? Until they decide to let people know. But Drake is the only one he's going to get demonized for this, and I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right. I think because people people already questioned Drake when he first came in. He's this guy from Degrassi. Something's not right. Something's not right. And then when they finally find something that is quote-unquote not right, they're like, I told you! You know that Leonardo DiCaprio meme. I told you. Look, look, see. So you know. Now you're right. It is you're right. It is. Let's keep it moving, though, man. Last topic. Uh, <coughs> this is actually a new segment, guys. Uh, it's called the Lost Files, and we may or may not switch that t- that name up. But hey, for now, it's called the Lost I, Files. I fought. I hey, listen. I fought <laughs> the producers of this show 
to call it something else, not lost files. Whatever, man. Lost tapes. Lo- call it whatever you want. Insert cool name. The point of the segment, I said the though. The lost ones. That's the the lost ones. That sounds we gonna, better. We're gonna go with lost ones then for now for this episode, and then I'm gonna change it later because hey, hey. I, I don't know if I'm rocking with it. But the point of this segment is we're gonna take a look back into an album from an artist that maybe is slept on maybe artist maybe uh, maybe the artist is not slept on but the point is the project in general came and went and we feel like it either did not get enough respect or it was rightfully forgotten about in today's edition we're here to talk about the all-american badass 2017 album by joey badass who uh, is a extremely talented rapper. He's kind of transitioned over to film at this point. He's in, speaking of 50, we were talking about earlier, he's in the Power Book series that's going on, Raising Canaan, which is a very dope show, by the way. Um, you know, so he's kind of, he's in his acting bag. I think people forget about Joey Badass, you know what I'm saying, historically. And this album in particular was one of, I believe, the best albums that came out that year in 2017 that nobody actually gave a damn about. Q, what were your highlights to the album? What were your favorite songs? Talk to me, man. Let's go back and forth. Yeah, I mean, this is this is an album I, I wanted to highlight because I've always said to myself, like, this is a very, very good album, like, from start to finish. Like, so... 2017, interestingly, um, I'm not sure if there was a major uh, racial event that occurred in 2017. I guess there's a major racial event that occurs every year, but uh, supposedly, what? Uh, let me not say supposedly. No, 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 no. I give, I give you a perfect one. It was this was right after Trump became president, if you remember correctly. Okay, okay. so maybe this that's was, what this it was. was right after, like okay. Okay. Right after, it's not a coincidence. He okay. it seemed to be inspired by that. To be honest with you, that's what I was going to say. What was going on in America? It was he. He's he called it American all American badass, but he put KKK to spell America. So I guess insinuating that like you know a good chunk of America are are racist people. But so this whole album is just really mainly the the, the roots of it is mainly about you know oppression overcoming oppression um recognizing that black is beautiful and it's it's really as interesting it's really an album that i thought would have thrived in 2020 when we were at like a the pinnacle of you know racial inequality and and, and things of that nature police brutality oh man so yeah it could fit right um, in um so initially i didn't i wasn't a bad joey badass fan I mean, I always knew Joey Badass. Joey, you know what's funny? At the time, Joey Badass was considered more like a core day where everybody knew he had next. Everybody knew he was this talented dude. He was kind of like the junior level of what J. Cole and all the other people were. He was like, after them is Joey Badasses of the world. So I didn't really pay attention to Joey Badass. I heard him on a... uh ASAP song where ASAP had him with a whole bunch of other people. I thought he had a pretty good verse there. So I was coming into this album kind of like, you know what? Let me give this guy a shot. I was blown away. Joey Badass throughout this album proved that he's a very good rapper when it comes to creating punchlines, flows, obviously, charisma. But then he also hit us with melodic raps too. Like some of the songs that he was in his melodic bag were like devastated. I I used to be so devastated. Temptation, land of the free. So like he really showcased his versatility as an artist. But then also at the same time, he had the hard hitting rap joints like uh, Super Predator with Styles P, Ring the Alarm, Rockabye Baby. Uh, So to me, more than anything, this was one of the last albums that I can honestly say was like, complete in every aspect great intros great outros great hard-hitting joints great soft joints great political joints great powerful joints great rap songs perfect features not much r&b artist on there like i I actually none yeah there weren't any and and still it held his own as a a a versatile album I, i mean i loved it i loved it and this 
I, I will say right now, this is easily one of my favorite rap albums of all time. Wow. I mean, hey, listen, that's a big statement at the end. But I mean, look, for for that year, you know, that's the same year that Damn by Kendrick came out. You know, I I just think that like this album kind of went unnoticed and I don't know. I don't know exactly why. Maybe it's because Joey Badass is just not a household name. He never was like in terms of music. Like when you think of Joey Badass as an artist, what's the first song that comes to mind for you? I'm pretty sure most people can't even name a Joey Badass song, right? And you and you just said this is one of your favorite joints, and we can't even name it. Like it's it's hard to evaluate people like him because in a world that thrives off of um, you know hits and Billboard charts and what are they doing the first week and all of this you know status symbol things, right? That people get wrapped up in. One thing that we forget a lot of times is. We forget about the music at the end of the day. What's the music sounding like, right? Like, at the end of the day, everything you said about the direction of the album, the tone that is set is spot on, you know? And, and, and everything even down to the album cover, right? I mean, he's on a, you know what I'm saying? He's on top of a, on top of a vehicle or what is that, a vehicle? I, I don't even know what that is. Like, it's holding an American flag. Like, yep. the the man has, like, intricate album cover mixed with music to match, you know, speaking truth, you know. And, and I remember at the time, you know, while he was a very, like, boom-bap type artist, you know, he kind of, he fits to me the the theme of what Griselda's doing. You know how Griselda's mm-hmm. trying to bring back, mm-hmm. like, that old-school mm-hmm. feel, right? But... The only difference is Griselda are some, I don't want to call them old heads, but they definitely in their older, you know, mm-hmm. their elder statesmen, you know, maybe not by how the, 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 the game has received them, but their actual age. Joey Badders was a young dude bringing old school sound to the forefront. I think that that was a little off-putting for a lot of people. Maybe that's why they didn't really rock with him the way that, you know, maybe they probably should have. Because if Joey Badass was making music with, the Griseldas of the world, the the alchemists, and you know, crafting music kind of like what Freddie Gibbs is is trying to do, like the that feeling. I feel like he would fit right in because from a from a lyrical standpoint, man, Joey Badass was that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like he was that guy. And and actually back in 2017, one thing that was so left field for him was that song Devastated. I remember like mm-hmm. I remember that was the lead single off of this project. And that was a melodic joint. Like, I never heard him sing in any respect, right? That'd be like, imagine imagine West Side Gun coming out with a, a, a melodic song right now. You would be like, bro, what the hell is going on? Like, it was just, it would be so left field and off brand that you might automatically think it's garbage. But I thought that, like, Joey Badass was such in his bag at that time that even that song worked. And 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 still to this day, I still play that song. It's in my it's in my like oh, songs. Is fantastic. Bro, anytime it comes I, I get excited, on, I, I'm vibing. I'm I'm having a great time. You know, I get excited anytime I hear any of the songs from that album. Like devastated, I get excited. I'm like, oh snap! Matter of fact, I'm gonna listen to it after this. 100%. You know, what's interesting about it is it's such an intricate body of work. It's such a well done, well structured body of work. But he he created that album when he was 21 years old. Joey Badass is only 26. That album came out in 20, 2017, so maybe 21, 22, right? And the level of maturity that he was able to show on that album was, was phenomenal. My right. question is, where is Joey Badass now from a musical standpoint? And why isn't he putting out music? Joey Badass, I, you may be lucky to get one feature from him a year <laughs> at this point. And he's, he's still young. Does he like rapping? I mean, like, it's one of those things where does he even care anymore? Because he was considered next. Like, if you look at it at that time, right, there was Chance the Rapper. There was Joey Badass. There was, um, who else did I mention? Uh, uh, Just a bunch of people at that, young kids at that time. Joey Badass, Chance the Rapper. Who else? Who else was young and had next at that time? You can argue the um you can argue um 
Nick I mean, Carson, Vince, even 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 Vince world. Staples at the time, like Vince you know Staples, like, when he first came in, they were they were looking at him way. like he was the guy. Remember, and remember, remember Danny Brown. Remember Danny, Danny Brown. Brown? Danny Brown was like way, a protege right? that was supposed to be like this next guy. He never really how popped. many how many of them? Actually, I got another name. ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky. Well, he ASAP Rocky. I would put ASAP Rocky like in the middle between the J Cole. So I'm telling you, there's a J Cole Drakes and Wale's and stuff of the world at that time. That they were like kind of like the the seniors. The juniors were like the Joey Badass, Chance the Rappers of the world, and like I feel like none of them really manifested into that next level. And I'm not saying that because their stuff wasn't hitting. Yeah. I just feel like they don't make much music. Like I'm I'm begging Joey to bring out more music, man. Like he he came out with a project in 2020 called. Um, uh, what is it called? Uh, the the light pack. It had like three or four songs on there. I do remember but that. It just it was good came too. and went. You know, it was pretty it was good. good but you know, curious to see if he he actually likes rap. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I mean, look. At the end of the day, um, you know, this segment is really about kind of like celebrating them artists that they were. They were on to something, right? They put out some, they put out music into the world that like maybe people should have connected more. Like we talked already about it. I'm not going to go into, you know, more, but the depth on this album is, it it holds true still to this day. You can throw that on mm -hmm. and still feel it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I encourage y'all, you know what I'm saying? If y'all got time, go back and listen to that Joey Badass, All-American Badass. I guarantee you what's going on in this world what everything everything that's going on in this world i guarantee verbatim is going to resonate <laughs> with you when you hear that album kind of reminds me of uh Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly right mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. can feel the message in those projects in what the artist is saying when you throw it on and i think it's going to you know it's one of the moms that's going to last the test of time remember on that last episode we was talking to Jordan about the difference between classic and 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 and, and classic and timeless i don't quite think this album is a classic but it is a timeless body of work it is. i can give you that it is it doesn't get old i always want to listen to it i don't listen to it and be like man this sounds like some 2015 type stuff no nah, it like i listen to it sound it still sounds great it still sounds crisp yes sir so, yeah man right. i think listen man i think that's the end of the episode man shout out to y'all if y'all made it this far y'all are the real mvps i promise you Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. You know, follow us on social media. Ill-advised wise guys. Follow me, U-C-H-A-Y-V-A on Twitter and Instagram and the mighty Facebook. Come rock with us because we rock with y'all. It's not called Facebook no more. Bookface. My bad. No. Sorry. Remember they changed their name. I think it's called Meta. or something like that. Meta. Meta. There you go. Meta. Actually, no, 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 no. That's actually like the company. That's the company that owns yeah, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like know. how Google is owned by Alphabet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like when you go look at the stocks, yeah, you can actually yeah. invest in Alphabet, but neither do they. Anyway, uh, you got any last thing you, you want to say before we get up out of here? Hey, be be safe. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Bring on, bring on Thanksgiving. It's time to grub a dub dub. Hey, listen, and, don't uh, live life. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be pissed if everybody is a character from Squid Games. Yo, can y'all be more creative? Please, oh. I beg. Do something else other than Squid Game, and I guarantee it's gonna hit. I might walk outside and see everybody with a Squid Game outfit on. I promise you. you that's will. what it's gonna look like. That's what it's you gonna will. look like. You will. I don't know, man. Let's get up out of here, man. As always, if you're giving advice, make sure it is ill. Yes, sir. Bye.